0: everyone today is a very special episode and i'm really sorry that you guys have had to wait so long but there's been a lot of transition happening and if you listen to coco conversations from the coco hue then you know from my most recent episode a little bit about why And today I'm kind of going to get into that as well, but I just thank you for still being engaged and still listening and still wanting to hear what I have to say. It means a lot. And today I have my amazing husband, Kel. What's up? What's up? What's up? So today we're going to talk a little bit about how a marriage is strengthened in times and seasons of trial or transition. Or just, you know, wilderness experiences. There are so many ebbs and flows in a marriage. Um, so many changes that happen on an individual level and then as a unit. And you really have to learn how to navigate through those seasons with wisdom and with poise. And you have to remind yourself why you're in it in the first place. And so Kel and I are um, in a big transition right now we're in between homes we're in between jobs and we are expecting our first child and it's really exciting and on the other hand it's really scary so um anyway i wanted to just ask him because i know i know what i'm experiencing but i wanted to just get his viewpoint as a husband what it looks like emotionally when you don't know what the next season holds for you and how do you care for yourself and your relationships and your marriage when you don't know what tomorrow will look like.
1: I imagine it's the same as, as your feelings. You know, it's scary. It's quite frustrating not knowing what to do or where to go. Um... Asking God on a daily basis to show you what you need to do and where you need to go and how to do things, and not really hearing a definitive answer is one of the most frustrating parts of the whole wilderness experience. Um, yeah, I mean, as a man, you always want to be able to provide and lack nothing, and so when you go through a, se- a season of lack, not showing sure where your provision is coming from—it does something to your um, your self-esteem, especially when you're in compromising positions. Um, yeah, it's just—it's uh, a draining, draining feeling. Day to day, you you feel tired all the time and unmotivated, and all the blah blah blahs of. <laughs> What you're going through, so
0: yeah, I I completely agree with that 100%. I don't know what it's like as a man to have the pressure of you know providing for a family, and now you know we're throwing a kid into the mix, too. Um, it can be it can be scary and, and daunting, but I think every I think every trial is a gift, and I think you know we. We have these gifts of joy and understanding and wisdom and peace that come wrapped in conflict. They come wrapped in wilderness experiences. They come wrapped in loss and in pain. And so I also wanted to ask you, and and I can answer this first, but I also wanted to ask you, like, what do you think that you've gained from God um, throughout this experience? And I can say, well, one, I know in every single trial and every, first of all, our, our lives and our marriage has kind of been marked by transition and by these like huge, these circumstances that call for faith, like grand faith. And people look at us stupid and our whole, our whole wedding story is a huge testimony of just like going with God, even in the face of opposition And so there are so many times when as visionaries and as artists and as entrepreneurs, people who don't understand that way of living and what it looks like to have radical faith can really have you questioning what you know to be true about yourself and what you know to be true about God. And so throughout the course of our entire relationship, facing so many trials, I think that I've just learned how important perspective is. And I think perspective is a gift because I think perspective, in essence, is just vision. And when you have a godly vision, to me it looks like tunnel vision. And it's not necessarily focused on an end goal, but it's focused on how is God getting glory out of my life? How are people coming to know who God is through my trials and through my storms? Christians have this thing where it's like, until we come out of the storm, it's not a testimony for us. And that couldn't be further from the truth. As you are going through your storm, the way that you handle and navigate that is a is a witness. That in and of itself is a testimony. So don't wait until everything is over with to be like, well, you know what? Tell people, I, I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm depressed. I'm fearful. I'm doubtful. I'm mad at God. I'm confused. I'm hurt. I feel rejected, you know, and I think on top of perspective, I've just learned like it's okay for me to let my heart grieve and it's okay for me to tell God what I'm truly feeling and it's okay for me to be authentic with people and it's okay for me to say, look, I can't serve in that ministry right now or I can't pour out to you or I can't really talk to you right now because of what I'm going through and that's okay. You know, I don't have to put on a brave face all the time. I can let my my heart hurt and I can let myself, you know, be bruised because I know that God breaks, but he also binds. You know, and that's not to say that we shouldn't every season of our life, we should be pouring out to somebody. But I think it takes discernment to figure out who and when and in what capacity to serve people. And so that's been a big thing for me. It's just one perspective, as I said, but also like. Allowing myself to feel and being honest with myself and the people around me about where I am. So that they don't have unrealistic expectations of me. This is where I am right now. And like we can pray and kumbaya and all that other stuff. But sometimes God just wants me to sit in it so that he can sit with me in it. Um, And so that's what I've learned too. And and even for my husband, you know, like I had this thing before we got married where, where I was always. And I think maybe even a little bit after we got married. I was like, why are you sad? What's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you happy? You know, like, why aren't you over it? Oh, I know we argue, but why haven't you gotten over it yet? And it's like, just let people you love be where they're at. You know, and if you're really concerned, the best thing that you can do for someone who you love is to pray for them. You know, and allow God to teach you how to respond and what to do with people how you want to be loved and how you're connected with and how you express yourself is not the same as your spouse. More often than not, you're going to be the polar opposite of your spouse when it comes to how you deal with with things. And so I've just learned even in that, like letting my heart grieve and letting myself break and all those things to extend grace to my husband as well and let him grieve in the way that, that he sees fit as well. So Anyway, I know. That was long, wasn't it, babe? What gifts have you received through this
1: time? Mm, I don't know if I received any gifts during this time. I mean, um, I feel like it's okay if you don't see or haven't um, received any gifts yet in the wilderness. I mean, you um, know, sometimes it does take getting to the end of something to see what all happened and took place mm-hmm. um you know and i think that's okay i think it's okay to just you know sometimes just our last situations and not really get too deep or what have you on it um but if i really had a guess i mean i guess vulnerability just allowing yourself to go through a certain situation and like you said um Just allow your heart to grieve and be where you are and accept what your situation is and, you know, face it and deal with it head on. Allow yourself to feel. Feel what you feel. Um, Yeah, so if I really had to put a finger on it, I'd say vulnerability is it relates to God in certain situations in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, What advice do you have for a couple that may be, you know, like newly married and is going through some things that maybe they never thought they would face? Maybe they've been laid off or maybe they've had a miscarriage or maybe they're having issues with their in-laws. like what advice would you give that couple to go through with grace and with wisdom the trial or the storm that they're facing?
1: Um, I would just suggest never stop talking to God. And um, no matter how often you used to talk to God and how much you don't now or why you're going through it or, Whatever this um, circumstance may be, I would just suggest never stopping, never stop talking to God completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, always maintain some sort of line of communication. Um, I think that's really, really it because everything else falls underneath that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, don't um, think more of yourself than what you really are. Mm. You know, just you know, allow the situation to be what it is. Mm-hmm. And then talk to God about how to deal with it. Sometimes just dealing with it is talking to God, so. Mm. Um, yeah, don't um, like put so much emphasis on the situation changing overnight. Just always remember that uh, at some point, the situation will change. And so, just talk to God in, uh, in between time.
0: That's good. That's really good. Um, I love your insight. You're so wise and eloquent. Thanks. Um, my piece of advice would be, well, first of all, you've been grace for your spouse One. And secondly, you've been graced for your storm. And you guys are a team, and a team has to come together and be unified in mind and in spirit and in body in order to win. And I think a real winner also knows how to lose. And so there are seasons in your life where you're going to take some massive L's or what are going to feel like massive L's. And you really have to learn how to stay on your pivot, and get back up and do what it is that you have to do in order to sustain yourself, in order to sustain your marriages. Um, And in order to, like Kel said, keep that line of communication with the Lord open. You need your right mind in order to do this thing in order to do this Christian walk, in order to do relationships, ministry, work, parenthood, whatever, you need your right mind. And the Lord told me a while back that there there is really no such thing as losses in the kingdom of God. Everything that you go through, every time you fall, every time you find yourself caught in that sin again, every time somebody disappoints you or you disappoint yourself... Every time you face a trial, God uses all of those things for your good and for his glory. And we might not see it until we make it to heaven. We might not understand how those trials affected us and the people around us, how those things impacted our legacy, our children, the memory that we leave when when we leave this place. We might not ever really know the impact of that, but there is an impact in the way that we go through trials and in the way that we handle what we deem to be losses. It, it, it's scientifically proven that losses loom in the psyche much longer than wins do. It's something about experiencing the pain of rejection, the pain of failure, the pain of loss that stings your heart in a way. You know, it makes your heart sick. And we shouldn't run away from that. The Bible says that Jesus was a man who was well acquainted with sorrow and with affliction. And nobody wants to like put that part on a mug or on a t-shirt when it talks about how we're created in the likeness of Christ. And how in order to be glorified with him, we also to have to enter into sufferings with him. And so if you're going through persecution and people not understanding you, and you're weird and you're the black sheep of your family or... You're the one who decided to be an entrepreneur. You're the one who decided to be a dancer or a rapper instead of a pharmacist or a doctor or a lawyer. Whatever your road is, whatever your path is, it's not a loss in the kingdom of God. And there's something so unique about you and about who God created you to be and about all the things that led up to where you are right now and all the things that happened to you or that you experienced. That made you who you are, your character, your personality, your charisma, your creativity. All of those things the world needs. The world needs you. Your spouse needs you. Your kids need you. Not the fake you, not the Instagram you. The real you. The present you. The world needs. And so I would just say, please remember that your grace for this. Every single thing that you are facing, you have been graced for. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. What he's written for you will come to pass, even if it looks dark, even if it looks gloomy. Please read your Bibles. Everybody who was called to something great went through so much pain, went through so much loss, went through so much anguish, experienced so much sin, had so many heart issues had some really jacked up circumstances and came from some really crazy families. If you just look at, if you just read Kings, you see how from lineage to lineage, each, each kingdom changed because each king had his own proclivities and his own ways and decided whether or not he was going to serve God. You know, so like, you're fine. You're okay. God has you and you're going to make it. Amen.
1: Amen. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And um, please engage with us on Instagram at Mitch and Gunner, MitchandGunner.com. Um, send us your questions and your concerns. I'm sure this will not be the last time that Kel joins me on the podcast episode. Of I not. Okay, good. Um, thank you guys for listening, and, and we bless you, and we pray that you have enjoyed this talk. So, God bless. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace.